can't just fire me because of some ridiculous training thing. But I can demote you. Well, you can stick your training and you can stick your job. I quit. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ Let's get the neighbours. Hello, welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have a chat to you about the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours that just went to air. We are in the Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya, and today I have one return guest and one brand new guest to Pirate Net. It's going to be a bloody great time because the episode we're going to deep dive on is about school camp, and these are two gals I went on school camp with multiple times. False. I only ever went to one. I got out of all the others. Are you serious right now? Okay. Well, this is Charisma, who you've met before. Hi, Charisma. Hi, everyone. Uh, she's a little dusty. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe, hello. Hello. Joe and Charisma and I all met on the first day of year seven. They're like my Ron and Hermione. <laughs> I liked her. I didn't like her. I don't they, know which of us is they, Hermione. They, yeah, but the audience can guess now. Who you pointed to. Uh, and we can fight over which one of us is which of the Harry Potter characters. I think you're Hermione. I'm Harry. Oh, that was – do you want to be Ron, Charisma? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, but if I had to pick it, then that's how it goes. <laughs> Love to be Hermione. Uh, and, well, because as we'll get to, I think it's going to be pretty apparent who I re- related to the most in the episode we watched. So – Yeah, I think one. <laughs> Joe had Joe hasn't watched Neighbours probably since she was an extra in Neighbours, which was around two thousand and two. So it was like being in Westworld, where I, you know, when they wipe their memories and then you come to it like a whole new day, and you go, "What is this? It's all new." Yeah. So I have many questions about all the new things. Excellent. Charisma has questions as well. I'm sure we'll get to them. And rants, I've heard. I have more rants than questions. Oh, I'm this excited. Time. That's what all. That's what we're about. And a couple of items of Neighbours Council business. Firstly, last weekend I went to the Australian Podcast Awards with Kate. I forgot to go and make all the kudos about that. Yeah, you can do it now. It's fine. Woo! Yeah. Woo! You you look great. That's what we were doing. Yeah, but I didn't woo. If you're going to woo into the mic, back that up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Talk into the mic or don't talk into the mic. I'm new at this. Yeah, but if you scream, you're going to back it up a bit. (laughs) Like karaoke. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and this, these these two birds, I do karaoke with a lot, as I've mentioned before on the podcast. Every, have you? Yeah, what have you been saying about me? That we do karaoke. Oh, okay. Because the neighbours people always go to this place called Back Lane Bar. Back Lane Bar, all right. What? In the I city. Go. And I don't think it's a real place. In the city in Melbourne or in the city in London? Melbourne. Oh, right. Uh, so they always go to the same bar and we've had conversations like who would always go to the same bar? And I'm like, well, we always go to Blue Moon Bar to do karaoke. Because they give us songs and free stuff. Yeah. Sometimes free $400 when we sing karaoke. When you win karaoke, they don't just give you free money. <laughs> don't go there and ask for free money. <laughs> Joe, tell people what you won the karaoke competition singing. Chandelier by Sia. And what were you wearing? The outfit in Chandelier by Sia. <laughs> and so basically a flesh-coloured bodysuit. Yeah. And Charisma. My butt may have been hanging out and that's why I got the $400. But, you know, singing. Have you won it yet? I've never won. It's a sore spot. It's a sore spot. I'm sorry. It's fine. There's a, con- there's a conspiracy. We're going to make her win the next one. What's your best co- costume slash song that oh, you've done? Oh, it's because I don't really costume. That's, that's, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. What's your best song there? As in oh, it, was, pro- it was What's Up, obviously. Oh, Four Non Blondes, yeah. yes. And obviously I've already talked about how I was Elsa from Frozen. <laughs> and won. Yeah. 
So, the awards. I recorded a little episode on the red carpet. We talked to a whole bunch of podcasters, and but I got so – when you have anxiety, like I had all week I had anxiety that none of the uh, audio worked. I just didn't plug it in to check. I was just spent all week freaking Aww, out. I'm so sorry. It's fine. I'm just an idiot. And anyway, I plugged it in and it all sounded great. So, I'm going to edit that and release that. And either before or after this episode, you can listen to our special awards night episode that I did with Kate uh, and her little baby who was three weeks old and did the red carpet with us. Like (laughs) it was just in the next room and um, we'll have CJ back soon. She was in New York so she can tell us all about Lasseter's New York when she's next on and Patreon. I've just updated the blooper reel. If you are one of our patrons, uh, just look up neighbors pod on Patreon and I'll be doing that a little more regularly now. So that's all that out the way. Now we are going to do a deep dive on Thursday's episode, the 10th of May. And I selected this episode particularly because it was focused on school camp. And um, Thank you for the trigger warning, Vaya. Yes, Joe was triggered. <laughs> uh, which, imp- which part in particular triggered you, Joe? Um, probably the bullying of the ethnic kid. Because <laughs> uh, Vaya has probably, I don't know, she might, might have talked about me before, but I'm ethnic. So if there's all these ethnic stuff, it's not like I'm you know sitting here not being ethnic picking on ethnic people. <laughs> Neighbourspod.com, there's a photo of us. You can have a look. Hey, And oh, and Jimmy's running because when he grows up, he's going to run like Matt Damon. <laughs> why, why in particular? Because when there's the bit where he sort of walks in to the school. I should have left this for after you debrief the episode. Well, the bit where he walks into the school and he's like striding. And I know he's 13. You shouldn't pick on 13-year-olds. But when he grows up, he's going to run like Matt Damon does in The Born Identity. Also, he's had hella growth spurt because he – I don't think he's he, a giant since the last episode I saw, yeah, definitely. He's shot up. So, I think oh. he just doesn't actually also know what his body's doing. Right. The so, also, he looks like Jimmy Neutron, the cartoon character. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'll stop picking on the, the running because he hasn't grown into himself yet. Yeah, but he can – But Matt Damon should know better. I don't know the reference you're talking about. What movie are you talking about? Born. All of All Matt Damon's – Matt Damon can't <laughs> run. This is a thing. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. No, I know it's about neighbours, but let's just take um, – neighbours. Let's just take a second to think about Mac Damon. Yeah, I would think like about you to do that. Think about every film that he's been in where he has to run. Born Identity, Born Ultimatum, The Latest Born, Jason Born. That's The Latest Born. Right, so literally just everything with Born in the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't then, have to think about any other movies. And then Interstellar and The Martian. But to be fair to Matt Damon in Interstellar and The Martian, he was wearing like a whole heap of gear and that's really hard to run in. But yeah. look at him run. Like, he can't run. In The Martian, he was mainly just floating. Yeah. But still, like, you, who floats with their arms, like, out, you know – out yonder, I will find a bunch of gifts of Matt Damon running. Okay, great. Oh, and actually, I should just not gloss over the fact Joe has been a Neighbours extra. What was your primary setting when you were on Neighbours? I was a nurse and a patron at was it Lasseter's Pub or the yeah. pub before that? Yeah, I was a oh, nurse so- and a patron. Which, when you put that extras timeline together, doesn't bode well for that character. And we had a theory about you always being a nurse. Because you were because <laughs> neighbors <laughs> theme neighbors had this suddenly just went crap. We better meet our diversity quota, and suddenly I got a lot of work. <laughs> it's great, and I was usually in the hospital in my pajamas. I'm mixed ethnic too. <laughs> Delta okay. Goodrum, no, it wasn't Delta Goodrum. It was the other one, Nat Bass. Oh yeah, yeah. She complimented my jeans once. She thought that they were from Sasson Bide. They were not. They were from Valley Girl. <laughs> but I said yes. Excellent. So let's, okay, well, Thursday the 10th of May, we're going to get to camp in a second. What I'd like to start off with is Paul and Sheila. Oh, oh my God, Sheila, so she's many my questions. favourite. I have all the questions. Wait, <laughs> I, I have questions. so much. Oh, questions. She's so delightful. Bring, <laughs> bring up my questions. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. 
You might you might remember that Sheila was my favourite from last time. It's still a thing. I now have another question. Okay, before questions, firstly, they've just had compliance training at Lasseter's. So they've booked out the pub in the middle of Lasseter's, which was weird. Like they had everyone who works for Lasseter's. They kicked out all the patrons and they had the waterhole compliance training and they had this woman come in and do a seminar on it and then they had a test and I've done a lot of compliance training at commercial radio and usually what happens is all the people that need compliance training are conveniently just not there that day and the rest of us that actually follow the rules and don't harass people have to sit through boring-ass compliance training and it's a waste of everybody's time. I must say I've never heard of any training that has a test that follows it. Usually the training is the compliance bit. Yeah. It's like you attended, you pass. Says, we have done that sensitivity training, you were here. Yay. Yes. The compliance training I've done has all been online. So if you fail it, you need to go back to the start and just do it again. And obviously you just write your answers down that you got wrong and then you just put the right answer in. So there's no, I guess, perfect way to do compliance. Like you're really bad at compliance training. <laughs> Sounds like Joe failed the contest twice. <laughs> Sheila has failed the test. Uh, call it Nan, we like to call her. And the aftermath of that is that she's just cracked the shits and quit at Paul. Charisma, you enjoyed this. I just enjoy everything about her. Uh, Joe, did you have questions? I have so many questions. H- hit me. First of all, why is this woman your favourite character? But we can get to that third. But she's delightfully but insane. Is she just insane? With, oh, all right, maybe there's a backstory. This is what I mean by the whole, you know, coming into something that's new. I'm like, whoa, what's going on Let here? me contextualise. She's from Frankston. Oh. She's rough, she's rough as guts, the character. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're yeah, so, right. Okay, that so makes more sense. She's yeah, got yeah. that kind of outer suburban edge. Right. Okay, that does make more sense. That's cut Where down my list like, of questions. just like, you can't fire me, I'll just lock you in your own office, but then someone else can just get in at any time. That, that, <laughs> yes, that makes sense. But my two questions were, first of all, she speaks of some assault on somebody else. I want to know what that assault was. And second of all, I think we should hypothesise on what the nature of that 2am email was. Yes. So also, Colette Nan, Sheila went viral a couple of seasons ago because someone was being homophobic in her pub and so she had a rant at him and it went viral as and she became cranky granny. <laughs> but she was doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. That's why we were on her and side. And she still failed the compliance training. What yeah. was the training? Like, what was the test? <laughs> it's very unclear. Yeah. Don't be homophobic. Yeah, you passed compliance <laughs> but, test. But I think there was, there was some really, like, interesting kind of, like, narrative semiotics overlap going on here because on the one hand there was the whole bullying sort of storyline going on with Poppy and Kersha and then there was, like, Colette Nan locking her boss in an office and sending him abusive emails at 2am. I just, I like that. I mean, he's a wanker. Yeah, correct. Like, but also very good, Joe. you learning everybody's s- names. I wrote them down. <laughs> I, I studied hard for this podcast. Sometimes CJ or our... I don't re- remember my friend's kids' names. <laughs> Sometimes CJ, our regular host, references the fact that if we had been in the same year level as her at school, because she went to school with us but was in the year above, that we wouldn't have been friends with her because she said, quote unquote, she wasn't... Smart enough for us. Smart enough for us. She wasn't as nerdy as us. And I think you're realising now that these are three people who studied for this show today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all becoming apparent. Also, and my rebuttal to her is that she was too cool for us. So, like, 100%. Yeah. We're all cool and smart and nerdy now. Yeah, now. (laughs) So we all get along. And trust our luck for being a nerd to be cool. Now, in the 2010s. Not I mean, that's legit how it works all the time. Not when we were at school. No, nerds in high school are almost always better people than they're adults. Yeah, but now it's like nerd chic. What's trendy? Do nerds in high school turn out to be better adults? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow that. Yes, yeah. but, <laughs> but now people, kids know that. They're like, oh, you're the nerd. That's hipster and trendy. Nah, nerds and hipsters, two different things. Okay. 
All right, so the email at 2am. The fact that you sent me that rather colourful email at 2 o'clock this morning means that I have your decision in writing. I retract. <laughs> Soulless, uh, bitter corporate monster. I was sleep emailing, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, not to mention hideous. Uh, he alludes to a few things. There would have been swear words in that email. So before I watched that episode of Neighbours, I watched Deadpool. So um, my hypothesis of what was in that email might be, there might be a lot more ass jokes <laughs> than what was actually in the email. She would have at least said you can shove your bar job up your ass. <laughs> so she's the bar, the, what did she call herself? The executive bar manager, which is not a thing. Joe, actually you worked in a bar for quite a number of years during your uni days. I did. I didn't tell anyone to shove anything up their ass. Did you have a that title? False. It was a classy wine bar. <laughs> this is true. Did you, did you have a bullshit title? I don't remember. I think it was something like, no, there was bar manager and there was food and beverage manager. I think I was food and beverage associate for a while. <laughs> see? So literally when we finished high school, mm. you know how you do all of the like tests to see what you should do as a job and shit. Yeah. One of the things was food and beverage attendant. <laughs> Does that mean you attend to the food and beverage? Or are you a waiter? I, I think it means that you're a waiter. Yeah, yeah. But equally, I just, whenever I read it, I thought, oh, you just stand nearby. <laughs> Make sure no flies get on it. <laughs> so my highlight for this scene, I think, is when Sheila pops the keys down down her bra, down between the girls, and tells Paul, "Well, we're lock- I'm locking you in a room till you give me my job back, which I immediately want again because I changed my mind from also, two a.m. from the inside. Like when you lock a door from the inside, anyone can just unlock <laughs> it. <laughs> you just snip it. You just unsnip it. Like." Even someone managed to get in from the outside, so there's clearly many other sets of keys. Yeah. But the, locking it from the inside was part of my I love for Sheila, and the delightfully insane, like no one thinks this is weird, cool. And great moment. So clearly he can't go rummaging around her bra for the keys without breaking Because compl- compliance. compliance. <laughs> That's it, a whole different show. Even though Paul has uh, been very un- non-compliant for many a year on Neighbours. So she reminds us also of the time they got locked in the cool room together and somehow wound up glad-wrapped to each other, I guess for warmth. Have they um, ever made out? No, but he he hooked up with her daughter. That's weird. I believe. How old's her daughter? Naomi. I think it was Naomi. Oh, there's more context. He's really rich. Oh, Naomi was like so in, her, okay. in, her, in her 30s. So it's still okay. <laughs> and Naomi was just a badass and just would, you know, have trysts with whoever she wanted and it was great. Did Naomi also make out with the hot guy? Who is the hot guy? That is another oh, question. We'll that return was, to that. My question was like, I don't think I've ever seen this person, this very attractive person before. This very attractive man. Yeah, we, we need it. We'll do a sidebar. We need a on, whole 40 minutes on him. Okay. Uh, and I have some other hot guy related news, which I'll get to. So oh. this killer line, again from Sheila, when the pot calling the kettle black, when she was talking about relations in the workplace and, and she mentions to Rage, Rebecca Omaloglu, and she goes, you'd give her another go. Sheila, this isn't about or anyone Therese, else. Or you got really cosy with her in the office. Hmm. You'd give her another go. <laughs> Bloody awesome. <laughs> then finally she says to Paul, look, this is more than a job. I want you to take me back. This, You know how important this place is to me. I'm like, why did you... She, not 12 hours ago, you were telling him to shove it. I mean, 2am anyone is very different from daytime anyone. <laughs> Do you reckon she'd been on the Terps? I highly that. Like, <laughs> I don't think people that age are generally awake at 2am unless yeah. they're on the Terps. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think anyone really is awake at that time unless they have a small child or are on the Terps. Or was laundering her son's money and products. Which, well, also, which leads to yet another question. Yeah, what's the question? 
What's with the sun and the products? Yeah, so Gary... That seemed very dodgy to me. Gazcan. Yeah, he is. That's the only reason why you'd be awake at 2am. You're like, you know. Gazcan's been in prison, so he's learned a thing or two about, you His know. name is Gazcan? Gary Canning. Oh, right. My mind is blown here because I clearly don't watch enough episodes to what? understand how everyone is related. So he's related to Xanthi. Yeah, he's her dad. Who's Xanthi? Oh, she's the blonde girl at camp. Like the Zan-Kan. medium-aged blonde The nice girl. blonde girl? Yeah. The one who did, didn't bully the, the other girl? Correct. Right. So the non-triggering girl, he just got his like chef qualifications, and now he's been working at the Flame Tree Hotel. And all the flame trees will blind the weary Making um, organic vegan. This is the like, a whole universe. Yeah, he has been taking his vegan desserts to the waterhole, and Sheila's just been selling them on the side, um, pocketing the cash. And Paul rightfully calls him a shyster. Schuster? No, Sh- shyster. shyster. Huh. Yeah, it's a derivative of an actual swear word in another language. What's what's that? Scheisen? Yeah, thank in you. In German. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're all learning something. And so then he, Paul was going to um, give in and give Sheila her job back, but then Gary stuffs it and he throws them both out. It's like, I understand working's really important. It's part of your identity. Oh, your son's too dodgy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can't be selling products but surely it's just like, okay, but you can't sell the products anymore. Like, yes, but but they were vegan products. And as we know, vegans can do anything. I, I have so many problems with vegans because they take all of my oxygen. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this conversation. <laughs> Yelling. This could go to a very dark place, they, people. Because they bully restaurants and food business owners. Do you also bully exactly. restaurants? No, I have, I have an autoimmune disease and vegans are vegan by choice. And... Every menu, I stand by all this argument. Every menu I see has V, 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 V all over it. Where's the GF? Nowhere. Well, Be- in North Fitzroy, there's GF everywhere. Move to North Fitzroy. Uh, yeah, but I just think the vegans make more noise than me. And this they, is very true. Now they can pick whatever they want on a yes. menu and I can't. Vegans are very, very loud for people who don't eat much protein. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting protein from? Just saying. Chickpeas. But, well, then they're very farty. <laughs> Soy juice. <laughs> Soy juice is possibly the most disgusting combination of Soy two words juice. I've ever heard. No. Nut juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Gary's got all that in his food cart that he's serving. I Okay, let's. I think I brought Joe. <laughs> Joe needs a moment. Uh, it's just when we get into like food conversations, I can see it. Chris is like, wait for it, wait for it. There we go. I got the perfect one for this nut juice. <laughs> And I should also point out, Charisma's low FODMAP and she makes even less... I'm the only normal food person here. But Charisma makes even less noise than the, the, the celiacs and the vegans. This is very true. Charisma's very quiet about her FODMAPness. Uh, I mean, now, but earlier, like when it first was a thing, I was like, let me list every food I cannot eat. And now I'm just like, eh, it's a thing. I just pick things. Uh, so school camp, right. I posted a photo of this on Facebook and asked, because I know a few people that are locations, location scouts, and I said, where do you reckon this is, guys? Oh, I was very curious about that. Where was it? Well, my friend Pia th- seems to think it's at a scout camp in Warrandyte. That's her best guess. Mm. So clearly they've dipped into the location budget, Team Neighbours, to go and shoot there for b- a bumper two episodes. And we have... Nah, they're going to draw that storyline out. Oh, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, next week. So there's this multi-generational camp. Which I was one a bit confused about. And it turns out leadership camp is a thing. Charisma. So I was out last night with a couple of girls who are teachers. They have posted a thing being like, hey, internet, is this real? And they were like, oh, yeah, that's a real thing. To which I was floored because I didn't think it was a real thing. It's like, are parents allowed to go? They're like, 
I don't know, probably depends on like the school or whatever, but definitely multiple year levels. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, this is fucking weird. Cons- consensus on Facebook seemed to be that parents would not go. Like if you're trying to teach your child to be a leader, mummy and daddy can't tag in along. But you need supervisors. Yeah, but the tets were teachers are for. The, I think the parents are hanging out together, the he- swinging or something. The head of the SRC. Free accommodation. Head of the student council and. Free camp accommodation. Stay in your own home. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't understand why Susan's there. The Rustic. Prin- the principal doesn't come to this shit, except for half an hour on one of the days to say. Know, like a lot of principals came from being PE teachers, so I actually. Thought <laughs> was well, they did say the PE teacher was there, which I set, set alarm bells off in my We've head. Got a whole list. We can offend everybody. <laughs> Vegans, principals, my, like, PE mine is an actual fact. Like the, the like the mobility from PE teacher to I should principal give it, I just want to, is very fast. <laughs> I want to give a bit of context here. Charisma and I have been having this ongoing conversation for the last month. I keep calling her up for things that are, oh, that's not very nice. And she says it's not. That it's not nice, it's accurate. <laughs> truth is the best defence. What I learned in compliance training with radio and defamation, truth is the best defence. Yeah, like I feel like most of the time I'm actually not malicious and just say things that some people might be offended by even though they're true. <laughs> Nut juice. <laughs> uh, so we're going to give Leadership Camp a pass, that it's a real thing. And there was a moment earlier in the week that you guys didn't see where dull cop Mark uh, brings along the abseiling gear to Ellie, the English teacher, and he's like, I brought this abseiling gear if you want to take it to camp. And then the next scene she's bringing it back to him going, the school wouldn't clear this for OH&S reasons. <laughs> you can't just have some randos ropes. <laughs> you go, yeah, we'll just use this guy's gear. Like, presumably the camp would have its own abseiling gear if abseiling were an activity to be had at the camp. If they had a cliff face. And also... Viewers might remember that the last time Neighbours had an abseiling plot, Pastora Josh, the sex pest swimmer on the show, like fell off the abseiling gear and down a cliff and broke his back and then he was ruled out for the Commonwealth Games. So there are serious consequences. There's many, many moral stories in Neighbours, <laughs> including usually there happen not. to sex pests. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes they get recording deals. Now, Joe, do you want to talk us through the Poppy, Jimmy and Kersha dynamic that you observed? I feel like this should be like drunk history. It pretty much is. <laughs> so my understanding is that Jimmy had a growth spurt. And he now, as part of that growth spurt, I'm guessing, he's now got a girlfriend whose name is Poppy, who is quite attractive and not very nice. I think that's another moral lesson there. And we learned in a previous episode that she's really sporty. She plays oh. minimum two team sports at school. Oh. So she's got a lot of energy too. Right. Okay. So she's she's sporty and not very nice. Whereas Kersha is, my guess, is an ethnic nerd with braces. <laughs> so there's also something like moral characterization going on here. Mm. But it sounds like Poppy and Jimmy are going out and Poppy is being mean to Kersha for sport. And Kersha, but J- Kersha and Jimmy are good friends. So what's going on there? It's a really sweet little friendship. So a few people were like, oh, I think Kersha's... Sweet in the pants? Are you confused no. by males and females being friends? This is a thing that happened in our high school. <laughs> I want to know how they became friends. But usually someone wanted to bone someone, exactly. let's be real. See? But... Yeah, Jimmy and Kersha have a really sweet little friendship. A few people have said, oh, do you, are you into her? Are you into him? And they're like, no, no, she, she, we're just mates. And they're both cool with that, which is super Ooh, rare and great. This is very true. That's a very good lesson, kids. And I really enjoyed his trajectory. Don't the, bone your friends. In these episodes. Um, you can bone some of them. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't know if that's the lesson. <laughs> bone a few of them, but leave a couple. Just to you, keep. Need, you, need, you need some sweet friendships in one's life too. Yeah. Oh, but all of Poppy's rope with Kersha revolves around period. <laughs> That really, they, what? That's not effective but, you bullying know, to me. False. Don't you remember how much, like, I constantly think as an adult, 
wow, I don't understand why that was such a big deal. But like definitely high school, it was a massively big deal. The people who got their periods early were all really embarrassed about it. And now like for some reason, pads are like fluoro pink. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I guess we're over the shame of that now. But apparently not. Neighbours is bringing it back. Yeah, it was oh. it was mortifying. And what happened was a few weeks back, Kersha got her period for the first time. Oh, there's the backstory I didn't know. In right. year eight okay. and in the like locker room and Poppy oh, noticed and like she, made she, fun of her. Oh dear. And, and because she's an normal person she couldn't go like full carry and blow up the school yeah i'm not right. sure there's still time but zankan took kersha under her wing and sorted her out and like it was really lovely about it but i just think this would not be a problem if we took away a lot of the stigma around periods like a lot of the population gets that period every single month and we've got to deal with it and if you and if we stop being uncomfortable about it, not, the, all of these bullies issues. will find other things to pick on. Yeah, but that, they will find things individual to one person and go for that yeah. instead of a very general thing. So make them work for it. <laughs> much much better targeted bullying. That's exactly. what we're after here. Yep. Make the bullies work a little harder. Make the bullies do some research, do some market research, find out their actual soft spots. <laughs> so yeah, not she their did, girl bits. She was leaning on the period quite a bit, and she did say while they were bushwalking. Oh, have you got your period again? And Kersha was like, "Actually, I don't." So, what is it even your? Also, point? obviously not. Like last week, you saw me having my period, so <laughs> yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't have it again. No. And then Poppy's retort was, "Well, you must have it all the time," which was again ineffective bullying, kind of mean but ineffective. <laughs> and Jimmy really cutely gives Kersha a sets up a code word to say if someone's being mean to you, yell it out, and I'll come oh, and help. Oh, that's very sweet. And the code word was oranges, which um, Jimmy, I really need some oranges right now. <laughs> So that fit in perfectly. Because that won't cause any problems if you like, you know, Jimmy comes running to give Kersha something and Poppy's there. Should, the code word should have been, Jimmy, I'm on my rags. <laughs> <laughs> or just, Jimmy, Poppy's being a bitch again. <laughs> so he's conflicted because now he's seen that his girlfriend's a bitch. Oh, yeah. So has, was Poppy nice before or has she always been a bit Regina George? She seemed okay, but then when she and Jimmy got together, which Kersha helped set up, she helped Jimmy coach him, had to ask her out and stuff. But then the first time they all had like coffee together, Jimmy went Why to... Why they drinking coffee? They're 12. Well, okay, they had milkshakes or something. Right. Jimmy went to order milkshakes and then um, Poppy just started having a private go at Kersha at the table. Like, you don't have to hang around us. You don't have to be the third wheel. Did Poppy have her period? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the whole thing I wondered the entire episode. It's like... Poppy and Jimmy don't seem that into each other. No, like, they really don't. Oh, but how, like, they're 13, 14. Like, remember, year eight? Like, how I into... I try not to these days. How into each other were people? I mean, more so that they actually still seem like a couple. Yeah. They, they seem to have something in common, like oh. something to talk about, rather than, you're my boyfriend, you're supposed to be doing this. Stop picking on Kersha. They did kiss a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, she is hot. <laughs> right. I, I don't really think she is. But a 13-year-old. I quite like the way they cast her. They didn't cast a stereotypically yeah. attractive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got that blonde statuesque thing going on. But well, yeah, also she, she does look sporty. I actually yeah. like the way also that they've like managed to like he looks very thirteen, yeah. and like she also looks like a more mature thirteen yeah. year old. Like mm-hmm. that is definitely how boys and girls look at that age, definitely. where she looks like three years older than him, even though you can completely buy they're the yeah. same age. I agree with all this. Good and casting. K- well K- done, neighbours. Speaking of good casting, Joe sent me a text last night going many texts. <laughs> Do they always have this many ethnic characters? 
Well, guys, no, they did not. Guys, you got to remember, like in 2002, I was cast as the ethnic nurse because our agency went, hang on a second, everyone, and she was really lovely, actually, you know, our, our casting agent, she, you know, yeah. instilled a sense of confidence in us and our entertainment pursuits. She said that every agency has got like 50,000 tall, blonde, wannabe actresses, but nobody's got little ethnic wannabe actresses. <laughs> we want you. So, uh, yeah, our, whenever they just, you know, said we would like, they send a list, we would like some patrons, we would like some nurses. She's like, I'm going to up the ethnic card. <laughs> that was too 2002. Fast forward to 2018. I haven't watched Neighbours since then. I'm watching now. It's like watching an HBO show. There are ethnic characters. There was a queer character. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, it's bloody great. And there's rumours there's going to be a gay wedding this year. And I I would please like to, I'm going to... I'm going to do a bit more groundwork here, but I would like Team Neighbours to go to this wedding. Oh, yes. Because the last Neighbours wedding I went to was Carl and Izzy's almost wedding and then the pub burnt down. So I need to rectify this situation. So I'll work on that quietly. You still have not answered my question. What was that? When did Neighbours start having real ethnic characters? Oh, about a year ago. So, (laughs) well, two years ago they had an Aboriginal character, Nate, Mm. and he was – and that he left. So then they got – a few years ago, they they had an Indian family, but it was handled really badly. They oh, were no. all kind oh, of they were all written out. But it was all a bit straight off the boat. And that was a terrible show. They were. Um, the That's a, the one. It's an excellent show. It's they, a terrible show. They were all so cool. Aussie born with an Indian background, but then when they were all written out, well, they killed off the mother, and then the father That's and morbid. Yeah, then the father and the daughter went to exit the show, and they said, "Oh, we've got to go to India to look after our grandmother." So they literally sent the family, quote unquote, back to India. That's awful. <laughs> And they had like alo- that says a lot. That's a that is a reflection <laughs> on normativity of yeah. how we treat the ethnic other yeah. in Australian society. And all through their house, there were like elephants and like oh, yeah, it was a lot <laughs> of cultural appropriation going on there, right? I mean, okay. there's elephants all over my mother-in-law's house. She's not Indian. But. <laughs> uh, was there a hashtag hashtag neighbours so white? Uh, well, sure, probably hashtag lest we forget the Kapoors. But now we have the Sharma <laughs> Rebecca. Yeah. Really, they just like. <laughs> Dear writer's room, the millions and millions of people of India have many more names other than Kapoor. <laughs> so this time it's Sharma, well, Sharma hyphen Rebecca. And I think they actually did consult with it. And, oh, that and brings me to one of my penultimate questions yes, of the two episodes. Is Kirsch's dad a bushranger? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> He's a bush poet. He's a bush poet. He, they all lived in Burke, literally. That's a real thing. Literally Burke. The I'm back- going to be very quiet for the next three minutes so all this can be cleared up for me. They were a family that lived in the Burke, out the back of Burke, and this is Toadie's brother, Shane Pufferfish, Rebecca. And, well, he was in prison for a bit, but then he came out, met Dippy, who's like younger than us but plays a mother of teenagers. I'm distracted by Pufferfish, but that is also less important than this yeah. story. So Dippy, who is, I will, Dippica, who I'll reiterate, is younger than us. And plays a mother of teenagers because there are no roles oh, for yeah, women. I felt really, really old watching Neighbours. I have some friends who different. are younger than us who have teenage children. Like, it's not impossible. I was going to say something really mean then. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying she's probably younger than some of the people playing hip young 30-somethings going out on the town. But anyway, she has these teenage girls and also apparently this erstwhile son Jay who we don't see who lives in Sydney and I hate that trope where they go we've got the son that lives at boarding school and we'll meet him when people yeah. get bored. Is he a soccer player? No that was um he's gonna be cast by someone hot. That was one of the scully kids. <laughs> I mean he's gonna be played by someone hot. Yeah because they're really upping their hot game they lately. Are. Yeah it's a good looking cast. So Yashvi is great tomboy loves sport secretly good at 
AFL. Shane came to town. Dippy runs the cafe. That's her special skill. Shane's special skill, he invents things and he, he recites bush poetry. What is the difference between normal poetry and bush poetry? <laughs> it's about – it talks a lot about the land. <laughs> <laughs> graduate, graduate in literature, people. Vaya is a graduate in literature. I didn't like bush poetry. I Fair hated enough. Banjo Patterson and Henry Lawson and I didn't like it. Charisma now I like. understand what bush poetry is. <laughs> no, but, but when Yates they go and Keats and uh, yeah, but you know, spoiler alert to Friday's episode when they you know send the whole search party out and it goes all disaster movie. Kirsch's dad, I've forgotten the sister's name, so I just call him. I just call. I just refer to the one kid. Kirsch's dad turns up and he's like all in the hat and he's in like the outback gear. He looks like he's going to rodeo. The Cooper was amazing, and I did really love his temperament when his kids going missing and he's rolling in. He's like right. Where do you want me to search? Um, also, I believe that, that that some of that dialogue was appropriated from Titanic. <laughs> where he was like, I'm going to do this with or without your help. With your help is going to be a lot faster. So, we'll, okay, we'll get there. So, what happens is Poppy bullies Kersher in front of the teachers and then... That was so stupid. Like, <laughs> sorry. whilst I obvious, actually believe that in real life, definitely people bully each other about their periods and I don't understand why it's a thing, but it is a thing that actually matters to teenage girls. Yeah, it is a thing. Watching it on TV seems so unrealistic. I was like, why yeah. does anyone care about this? I, like, I, I, could, I could name two kids who bullied other kids about their periods, but I'm not going to because, you know, <laughs> Vay's got 3,000 followers at least. So, I just also, a based on a lot of the schools that like and teachers who I know, if someone was like, what are you in your period again to someone, the teachers would not be like, right, swarm in, this is bullying, we need to stab that out. They'd just be like... Why does anyone care? Shut up. Keep moving. <laughs> and I was a little surprised that Xanthi, who wants to be a nurse after school, didn't actually go, this is a completely normal medical occurrence. What the hell is your problem? Yeah. I still don't understand why she was there. I don't understand why anyone was there. So leadership camp would probably be school captains or council members or sports captains. Or sometimes so- people who want to be school captains. Yeah. So maybe, I don't understand. I think the period was a very good TV episode, (laughs) MacGuffin. It drove the plot forward. It made them stop. It made uh, Mrs. Kennedy come around. And I learned very important things about physics. Don't use a mobile phone around compass people. You get lost. But why wasn't there? Should have been a camp leader that was telling them that. Why was there a magnet in her phone case? (laughs) A phone is a magnet. She literally said, there's a magnet in my phone case. She meant the phone, which was within the case. And I was very confused. Uh. But there should have been a camp leader. No one lets a bunch of English teachers roam around the bush (laughs) with no supervision or guidance. Because English teachers are nerds. They can't survive out in the bush. And Ellie, who only we learnt from from the past, only became a teacher for the holidays, is out of her depth. Yeah, she's out of her depth. She says in the tent, you know, newsflash, I don't like camping. I can tell from the hot name. Yeah, I was... I was with her on that. She's Ooh. like, I want I want phone reception, I want a bed, I want my off the shoulder tops. Like <laughs> This is why I only went to one of the school camps. Yeah, so was it year seven? Yeah, okay. So we oh, we had Year Seven camp. Two. Year do seven- you guys know that camping is so much more fun when you don't go to school camp? Like just do normal camping? I'm, I don't believe you. I'm not willing to <laughs> I could find- bore you for an hour about that. I'm willing to <laughs> That's find a that whole out. other podcast. Well, Joe's the most adventurous of the three of us, I would say. But so the one night at school camp we had cabins that we stayed in, which was rust- rustic enough. But then one night they sent us out into the wilderness to sleep for one night in a tent. And I tell you what, I held on my bladder held on all night. I was not gonna wean a hole. I waited till we got oh, back. Wait, no, you were in our tent. Yeah, but I didn't wean a hole. Yeah, but do you remember who else was? I don't want to name people because, you know, all the followers. I was with the Greek girls, wasn't I? Yeah. In a t- oh. I think you were with, we were with the rejects. 
There was a four of us that no one else wanted to be in a, in a cabin with. I think in year seven, though, I was with the Greek girls. Oh. No. That was us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was you and me and two other That's people. Right. And, and it's because those, those two people. other people insisted on being with us, even though we were like, we don't even know who you are. Also, I was super sad yeah, because... you in the reject tent? It took me ages to make friends. they wanted to be with us. Oh, it was I, very I, confusing. Yeah, it was because I remember the story very differently. Anyway, in our tent, we had this hilarious girl who was like, I need to go pee. Come with me. And I'm like, I'm going with you because she was so hilarious. I went with her. And it was great. I was really sad because we hadn't become... We didn't even make it to the toilet. She just went somewhere else, probably near someone's tent. We hadn't become friends. Like, I was still trying to make friends with people and we were on the cusp of being friends. And I was super sad because you guys were like, oh, we would have asked you to be in our tent. Oh, but that's right. we've already got these other idiots. We've been forced this to go with true. these other people who we don't even really know. I remember you guys were really we sad. Maybe year eight was the reject yeah. tent. And so I had to go with the Greek girls because, you know, um, like, like goes with like. Mm-hmm. And... They were loud and hilarious and great, but I was, th- but I wasn't their friend, so I was just the hanger-on. I was the Kersher. Kersher's my spirit animal because <laughs> really the perfect camp for me would have been I would have gone in the teacher's tent and they would have looked mm. after me and made me a cup of tea. Kersher and Jimmy talked to the teachers a lot, more than they talked to the other kids. Yeah, do you remember me? That would have been me. <laughs> it's true. I'd be like, hi, <laughs> hi, guys, can you, can I just... Um, can you guys mother me for the rest of this trip? It's like, hey, Mrs. Whitfield, can I stay in your tent? <laughs> yeah, I would have. This is, yeah, you're talking to the girl who, when I was homesick in France on the uh, French exchange. That was a traumatic trip though, to be yeah. fair to you. Miss Burgess took me to Disneyland and then when she took the, took me home on the train, I looked so sad that she stayed over at my host family's house. Oh, and I then I kept her scarf because it smelt like her and it was my comfort object for the rest of I don't know how to react right now. (laughs) I didn't know that bit. I'm like, oh. oh." (laughs) I mean, I didn't keep her scarf. She left it there. But then it reminded me of But then you kept it. Someone night. I gave it back to her in Melbourne. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Kersha. You're a very, very special teenager, Vaya. Kersha is me. You're very sensitive. Kersha is my spirit animal. She lost her Reiki bracelet that brought her comfort. I don't think she lost it. Oh, what do you mean? I think she put it there because they're lost. They'll be going around in circles. Yeah, I do because we don't see them again no. for the rest of the week. And my theory is that she steps up and is a leader and looks after Mrs. Kennedy. Well, I reckon they because Mrs. Kennedy doesn't know how to use a compass or a mobile phone apparently. Because <laughs> no, there's no camp leader there to tell her. Well, this is true. But I think she actually – like look at – like if you pause at people, if you look at where she puts the, the Reiki bracelet, it's like hanging off the tree trunk. And like, so the sister just sort of does a double take and goes, oh, the, Re- the Reiki bracelet. If you drop that shit, it's going to fall in the dirt. It's going to yeah. like get trampled, you know. It's not going to drape daintily exactly. on a Some branch. Some wombat's going to find it. Don't you remember all the warnings about like any camp and hiking, how you weren't allowed to wear any dangly earrings because they might just get caught on a tree? It seems believable to me that these things might just get caught on a bush and like nah, hang there. That's the thing that wrist i think she's why why when she realizes that the magnet has been fucking with the compass does she not just go back in the direction that they were trying to go now that the compass is working because she's a principal slash english teacher she's not she's not bush ready she's not kersha's dad (laughs) she's no bush poet She's got a journalism degree. (laughs) And and I'm not talking. I work in a media income department. That's a really funny joke. (laughs) The other thing I want to ask is geez they jam in the activities on day one of camp like they've already gone on a hike. There's they did one that trust thing. The fall. They did one trust fall. They've got a group fishing. They still got more activities after dinner. I mean, otherwise they're just sitting outside. And so like they have to feelings. do stuff. Yeah. Also, apparently the kids are really mean, so we have to like distract <laughs> them with stuff. I was always sad when I went on school camp because I used to read the Babysitters Club books, and they used to have heaps of time on their in their bunks to write letters home and write in their diaries, and we didn't get any of that. And I'm I mean, like, that was night time. Then it was sleep time and talk time. Yeah, 
Well, you could choose to write letters in your talk time if you wanted to. <laughs> Let me get this straight. As teenage girls on camp, did we need any more time to think about our feelings, really? <laughs> was this, would it, this have been a good idea? I mean, it, I probably wasn't thinking about my feelings at all. Christy and Marianne wrote in their diaries and I wanted to do that too. I didn't. My torch was taken off me. <laughs> just to clarify, we packed in all of the activities in one day, but like the teachers still have heaps of time to just chill out chatting in the tents all the time. Work yeah. out their kids' futures. And job futures. What New York school is paying however much for hot guy? To, oh, yeah, hot guy. Yeah, um, I call him daddy. Jimmy's daddy. <laughs> He's fine. He He's also 26. I googled. Get out! 26! I'm pretty sure he's 26. Maybe I was looking at the that's wrong character. That's vaguely age appropriate. To have a 14-year-old? No, for us to find attractive. <laughs> Both of these things. <laughs> Yeah, Daddy's got great phone reception and, yeah, this New York Gossip Girl school wants to pay for Jimmy's tuition for six months, which firstly would not happen and secondly is not enough... calling him Daddy. It's not enough time. If you're going to uproot your teenager's life across the country, you don't want just six months of tuition. You want at least three years of tuition. <laughs> oh, speaking of uprooting... Um... <laughs> Yes. The conversation where Xanthi, I believe, and Kirsch's sister were talking about this correct route and that incorrect route and we should do this route. That must have been the highlight of that conversation, that writer's room. <laughs> Everyone must be going, we're leaving that in. That's hilarious. This is double entendre. And there was something else that I thought was double entendre. It'll come, it'll spring up when I when I get to it. Pardon the pun. So I just really loved all of Kirsch's moments as well. There's this moment where she says to Susan, why does this keep happening to me? It was, yeah. Oh, on Hashtag my notes. <laughs> on my notes, I also have, I feel Kershaw. Yeah. So, oh, ooh. But is, she says, um, no, the sister's like, oh, you know, she's getting special treatment from the teachers or something. Yeah. Is she actually getting special treatment from the teachers? No, you missed the point that she um, lost her hearing for a few months because of a firecracker accident. So uh, homemade fireworks. I watched this whole episode being like, I swear she was deaf. Yeah. <laughs> so she was getting special treatment in that the teachers were like making sure she understood the work and that's not special treatment. Had support. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's acknowledging truth and fact that that a, that a firecracker mucked up her ears. Yeah, and she needed a little extra help in class. That's not special treatment. No, but like legit, her sister's like, oh, she's getting special treatment. Yes, for very obvious reasons. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she lost one of her senses. Still that's think, why. I still think you're. An, um, you you should have gone to law. Charisma. No. Oh yeah, she'd be amazing. Yeah. No. Um, but then, then she wouldn't be able to help me with all my logistics planning when I go overseas. She's too busy time to karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I found the other bit of double entendre. It was when Ellie was talking to Liam, and he says he's got phone reception, and he says I've got a bar. <laughs> yes, you do, mate. You've got the horn. <laughs> It's clearly they're going to move Jimmy off to New York, which is great because he's been at quote unquote footy camp for most of the year anyway. So at least now they can they just hide the growth spurt. Yeah. <laughs> he'll come back and he'll be a basketballer for the New York sports team. What's it called? <laughs> New York Knicks. New York so sports team. I was trying to work out if the Knicks are the basketball Knicks, team. Knicks because Joey from Friends liked. Yeah, but the they Knicks. could be a baseball team. I'm going to go with basketball. Yes. New York sports team. Jimmy's going to come back and be the – is it point guard? Is that a thing? There is a point guard. There's a shooting guard. There's a centre. Yeah. Centre like netball. Cute. So, exactly like netball, actually. Uh, we end Thursday on Susan and Kersha being lost in the bush and this ominous moment where Susan says, we've got to get back before sunset. And Kersha's like, what what's going to happen then? What if we don't? And in my head I'm like, you'll be a bit cold. Yeah, that's what I thought. You'll be a bit cold. Yeah. Like you hide under some pile of leaves like Peter from the Hunger Games <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be right. Now, I tricked Joe into watching a bit of Fridays 
Yes, that was a mean trick because you use my own language against me. Because I've got a question for you in a second. But so how do we resolve Friday is Kersha going missing? Is this search party descends on the camp? I observed that it went like full disaster movie where they set up a tent, they got volunteers, they got the SES, they got a whiteboard and a notice board. They had Ashton Kutcher leading the SES. They did have Ashton Kutcher leading the SES. Which is the state emergency services for our UK friends. And a lot of them are volunteers. Uh, and they do good work. And I love the fact that they've been missing for legit two hours. Yeah. That was my reaction. Like I didn't watch Friday because I just didn't. But <laughs> she, <laughs> was, she was hungover. Which Va- valid. I got which up I at 7.30 is, on a Sunday to watch the Thursday episode, all right? Like I, I'm doing my big effort for the team here. I think being hungover is the ideal time to watch the next episode. Well, I was very happy that there was that hot man. That made, that <laughs> well, made yeah, it almost we'll get him. So – we start... But yeah. they've been gone for like a minute, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Th- this weird disaster movie reaction, I kind of get like if you're on a school camp and a kid goes missing and like, you know, it's a teacher and a kid, but like full hanging rock now these yeah. days, that, yeah. that would be real. Yeah. But equally, I think how far could they have gotten? Yeah. I think it also depends on the teacher because... It's, it's, it's She's the principal, Joe. They really need to find her. That, yeah, but still... Uh, it's like the president, no, no, I get but that. in no, a school. No, no. I, I get that, but I think that, you know, if like it reflects on her competence... Because if it was a teacher who maybe didn't do literature and journalism and they're like, oh, she'll be right, she'll get her back. They said there was a PE teacher hanging around. They should have made – well, maybe not alone with a girl, but they should have had (laughs) him and a third-party witness take the girl back to to camp. This is a whole other thing based on my general understanding of how supervision at, like, anything that's not within the school, like, grounds – there is no way that it's just Kersher and Susan. Like no. there is no way that they're left just the two of them. There is yes, another teacher there. Yes, but this is why the period is the best MacGuffin <laughs> because what's her face Kennedy had to like counsel Kersher on the bullying, and that's how they got left by themselves. But Yashvi offers to come too, and she's like, "No, no, no, you go with the group." I know like, it's should... fine. I'll just stay alone with the student. <laughs> it's definitely a thing that no principal is ever going to say now. <laughs> I think they should sort. I think they should really resolve this by making Poppy go find them. Yeah, well, Poppy's just by herself. Ass. She's got to bounce. She's got to go back home. And half the kids on Friday get sent home. They're like, parents are coming to get their kids. I'm like, I'm not driving an hour. If, is my kid missing? No, cool. They can <laughs> sit in the rumpus room and watch bloody Fugitive or whatever mo- whatever 90s movie they've got in the DVD. My parents would <laughs> definitely have come to pick me up. Like, not even if anyone was missing. I would have just been like, someone's missing. I can get out of camp now, right? <laughs> Actually, you're right. My yeah, mum yeah, yeah. would have been there. There's no, Dippy, clearly the mum, has been, her scenes all got used up earlier in the week because oh. she had a cafe plot line. So she wasn't available, clearly, to do the camp storyline. But her concerned aunt came in. Yeah. Who's a cop, Mishti, Mishmarple. And she, all the boys are having boys' time. Carl, Toadie. so boring, by the way. I wanted to ask you, all the scenes with all men in Neighbours are very dull. Yeah, what's with that? No, really. Like, I just, oh, I know I should be a bit more gender sensitive. Did that guy go to jail? Him and all of his mates were really boring in the mechanics. Uh, I don't even know who you're talking about. The guy now. who was like with the girlfriend and then they would like, well, it's fine, we can still make this work even though I'm going to jail. Oh, yeah, that. he went to jail. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's in jail. <laughs> so, Look, um, he can be boring there. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all missing their wives. Ugh. And well, they, they made it a I little... I mean, that's nice. They made it a little less heteronormative by having Aaron Pine after this David, which was yes. sweet. Um, even though he got boo-shamed. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was calling his beloved other some cute name and then the other guy went, what are you calling him that for? And what I want – this is – I had a lot of rage because Carl Kennedy has got blood clots. It's very serious. He's on uh, blood thinners and everyone says to him – and he's a doctor, he knows. He has to stay out of harm's way because if he bleeds, shit's going to hit the fan. Oh, like that French king. 
Sure, yeah. <laughs> That's haemophilia, which is slightly different. Oh, right. There we go. <laughs> You're with me. You got my back. And Carl, this is what I want to ask you about, Joe. He's masculinity is so compromised because he's like, I'm the man, I'm the husband, I have to go find my wife, she's missing, I can't sit here and do nothing. (laughs) Yes, you can, mate, because you're unwell. But also, don't get in harm's way walking. (laughs) That's what you'd be doing to find – like, they didn't go anywhere high. True. Well, he did. I think this is (laughs) – I think this could have – I'm all for the happy compromise. Like, normally I would be on the the, the challenging heteronormativity wavelength, but I think he he doesn't have to be out there. He doesn't need to be bushranger – Ken, <laughs> he could just like show up and sit in the tent with the logistics board and the whiteboard. But he's, that person's important too. But he's so struggling with his own identity and masculinity that he wouldn't have just sat in a car with his. Last time he turned up to a disaster scene, it was a hot air balloon crash and he drilled into a lady's skull. Oh. So with the power tools, oh, that's so oh. he, he never just sits idly by. Do, do you think it's you know? I, I've always, as we, this has been an ongoing conversation, you know, Neighbours is quite entertaining. It touches on some important issues, but it does, you know, aim for the mainstream. And uh, for that reason, you know, only certain dialogue can be inserted into the episode. Do you think one of his friends could sit down and go, Carl, is everything all right with your masculinity, mate? Or Do you think that's realistic? That's a no. realistic piece of dialogue. No one to wants have. to see that on Neighbours. Oh, I want to see. I she- want to see that on Neighbours. I want to see Sheila come around and go, Carl, stop being a knob. Sit down. <laughs> Which is basically the same thing, really. <laughs> if anyone's going to have that conversation, it's definitely Sheila. And it's probably just going to be like, you're still a bloke even if you can't do the walking thing, dude. Just calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Let the professionals and the bushranger find your wife. And I did enjoy Mishti going, mate, my niece is out there, all right? I'm worried. We're just going to let the professionals... Oh, I'm, not, I'm nodding emphatically here. <laughs> We're just going to let the professionals do the search the way that they do the search. Because you don't want 12 other people missing in the bush. Joe, you yes. stopped watching it. What point did you stop watching I Fridays? I it was 11 minutes 21 because I had to get here <laughs> and pick Charisma up on the way. And what happens is Carl just takes off in the morning. Toadie says, let's all sleep. In the morning, I'll drive you down there. Does Carl go missing now? Carl doesn't wait for Toadie, just gets up in the morning, drives over there and just wanders off into the bush on his own. So he listens to nobody. And if you... Like, you can Google dozens of news stories in Australia about people wandering off in the bush on their own. There was one just last a few days ago. There you go. Mm. This is, you just don't do that. Australia's a wild west, man. You take a buddy yep. and he falls off a ledge. He falls. <laughs> like an embankment. I'm blinking here. I'm face palming. Like, legitimately did that. Okay, I'm glad I didn't watch this because that would have caused some rage. He starts coughing and spluttering and then he kind of stumbles a bit and then he falls down a... You know what I think. You know what I think would have been much, much more helpful, and you know, helped his heteronormative masculinity. Yes, I think if he wants to really do something for Susan, he should have made a nice lasagna for when they find her safe and sound, because she's going to be hungry and cold. That's a beautiful idea. Right, and you know, you can man it up, dude it up, put some meat in there, put some bacon in there as well. Oh. I'm making lasagna today. Yeah. That's not because me. of that. No. Also now because Just of to that. reaffirm your masculinity, Charisma. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charisma's lasagna is much more masculine than mine. She's got a lot of meat in there. I should actually mention as well, the reason I keep asking Joe about the gender politics is that Joe is an anthropologist. I'm an anthropologist. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> I go study the humans. The humans. <laughs> She's a PhD. She just dropped her tea bag into her tea. Because I was laughing about the humans. We're having very bad luck with our tea bags. <laughs> That's great. You know, on your day off, you just get to say, just, you know, judge judge TV, not real humans. Yeah, hello. That's what I've been doing for the last three years. Judging real humans is so exhausting. Please um, download my books. They're for free. All right, we'll, we'll do all the plugs in a, in a minute when we finish up. The search party is happening next week. We'll figure out who they find in the bush and who's 
who's lived. And what we usually do at the end of this podcast is we nominate a citizen of the week or a citizen of the week based on the characters we've seen because Erinsborough had a competition called Citizen of the Year, which we dubbed Citizen of the Year. So uh, I think I already know who Charisma's is going to be. So let's start with you. Citizen, so Sheila. Citizen of the Week. <laughs> give, me a, give me a particular reason for Sheila. Because she locked someone in an office from the inside. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, it's that she did that, but also that she somehow got away with that. Like, yeah. not just like it was a bad idea to lock your boss in an office, mm-hmm. but like that her her boss bought the fact he was locked in the office, <laughs> even though it's his office. Yeah, he's like, all right, you've got some good points here. <laughs> you've made a very strong argument for me not firing you. Uh, I need a minute to think now. Citizen or citizen? I have oh. a citizen of the week if you want to think. Okay. Yes, Joe, citizen. Easy. Poppy. Because of the period jokes. <laughs> and also, as Kirsch's sister rightly uh, pointed out, Poppygate, which I thought was a brilliant joke. And I think this is very good retribution for all of the poppies we went to school with. Yes. That were bitches to yes. us. Yes. <laughs> there are many bitchy poppies out there. Jo- Joe and I once, I don't know if this is a little too behind the curtain, but Joe jo and I once um, in a PE class, because obviously, because we went to school with a bunch of cliches, we always got picked last. <laughs> we la- did. No, we really did. We always got picked last in PE, which in hindsight, I would pick my last in PE. So good judgment, everybody. <laughs> I turned out quite sporty, so joke's on them. Yeah. But one day we got to pick. Joe and I got to pick the teams for oh, PE. Oh, this doesn't reflect well on us. Anyway, we wrote a list down of all the names in the class and we strategically ranked them from like 30 to 1 in the order that we would pick them. And then our teacher just, you know, she sucked all the fun out of it. She just read out the list. We had like a whole performance of memorising <laughs> the list and then actually going, no, 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 you have that person. And nobody cared. So <laughs> Yeah, nobody cared. <laughs> really? But we bonded for an entire three hours yes. writing that list, which then came in handy because we spent many years bonding over writing years later and sold out shows together. Is this Sucks one to of be the, the times puppies. where I just didn't go to PE? Probably. And I have private no, music lessons no, schedule no, no, or something. No, you were in class. No, not always. I think... I, oh, no, you in sick bay. Sometimes yeah, I, was, yeah, I was 100% just not at PE. I think Charisma and I traded off, like, I think each of us had a few sick bay days on PE yeah. days. Well, obviously Charisma was high on the list because to be fair to Charisma, like Charisma wasn't like, you know, she was quite popular. But Charisma ran like Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> That's why she got picked last. I am very uncoordinated. Still, I hit my head this morning. <laughs> so the, the takeaway is no one cares. Teachers don't make people pick PE teams. Just put them in teams yourself. <laughs> and Surely it's just everyone in Red House. Everyone in Yellow House. <laughs> yeah. Done. Uh, the sorting hat, as weird as it was, it got the job done. <laughs> so, oh, citizen, clearly, Kersha, Rebecca, beautiful little soul, little sweet angel. She's Why got is a she citizen then. She's citizen. Oh, okay. Right. It's a good There's thing. one that's good and one that's shit. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She, right, right, right. she's working through her anxiety. She's speaking up when she's got a problem. She's seeking advice from, firstly, her sister who was useless. Then the teachers. And it's all right. The yeah. sister felt bad for being useless. Yeah. Yeah. You say that the sister was useless. Didn't the sister basically just say, I think you can probably suck it up, essentially? Like, that's and not she, the worst this advice. This is very true. Actually, that's this pretty good true. advice. And then she went, I think they're actually missing. Yeah. And she did. Let's, 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 let's calm down. It's not the retribution story okay. of, you know, three ebbing Missouri billboards. And she did. Uh, character. She did fire up when she witnessed the bullying and got up in Poppy's face and was about to. You that know. was one of my favourite moments when she got up in Poppy's face. <laughs> Can we have a special mention to Jimmy? Yeah. Because, like, 
Most people probably don't call out their girlfriend on mm. anything. This uh, is true, especially <laughs> if they're putting out. And he, yeah, he chose friendship over his girlfriend, which I thought was beautiful. I made it awkward by saying putting out about a 13-year-old, didn't I? <laughs> they, kissed on the, they kissed on the lips like twice. Oh, it's, right. it's, that's all it is. Okay. Yeah, no, well done, Jimmy. You're just coming good and I think now they're writing you out, so that's a real shame. <laughs> <laughs> but when you come back and you're point guard for the Knicks, you're going to have some great storylines waiting for you. Wait a second. First yeah. of all, it is the Knicks I checked. Second of all... <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> second of all, is hot guy Moneybag's son? We've got to talk about the hot guy. And I've got, okay, let's, let's this is a special guy. segment called Hot Guy Talk with Charisma Joe and Bayer. Aaron down the mines, he's one of the Brennans. We're not objectifying him, it's mutual appreciation. Also, it's it's a status thing, like, you know, women were agen- objectified for thousands of years. What they said. So we are reasserting our power in this situation. Aaron is one of the Brennan brothers. They're shirtless in the opening credits. Now what? The, I fast forwarded those. <laughs> now the Brennan sisters joined and I love her. She's like a Disney princess. And Aaron, I don't know why he went on the search, but he just had nothing to do. He's like, I'll take it. I've got muscles. I'll come and move some tr- <laughs> uh, fallen over tree logs out your way. I mean, he was already there, right? Is he hot guy? I, d- I don't no, know their name. No, he just drove. Yeah, hot guy's the one who's going to New York. Yes, I know that. Oh, no, the other hot guy. No, the really no. hot guy. What? Have the we been hot talking guy is the New been, York guy. Wait, have we been talking about two different hot guys? Yes, but I find him hot too. Da- I Remember, I've only seen one and a half okay. episodes in like 18 years. New York years. dad is the hot one. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. He's, he's like, 26. He's secondary hot. So what? Jimmy's what? No. dad. Jimmy's dad is hot, but Aaron, who's got the muscles, the gay guy with the boyfriend, Yeah, he's hot. Kate, like our, most of our audience finds oh, him maybe hot. he's 26 anyway there's a couple of hot people we're spoiled for choice he i don't know why he was a went, to, it, went it was difficult to google because i just googled neighbor's hot guy and like <laughs> different ones came up i didn't i didn't take notice of his name his mother ma brennan who's back in town which i'm really excited by brennan brennan she had the line of the week for me when she greeted her sons and she looked at Aaron and said, how many muscles do you need? <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited about her being there. In other hot guy news. Mm. Do, no, different hot guy. Do yeah. you mm. they, I mean, Charisma just brought up hot guys on her phone and it's a different hot guy. It's Aaron. Anyway, speaking He's of hot guys, in. do you guys remember a year ago no. I, I interviewed my TV boyfriend from Neighbours? Oh, yes. Ned. Like it, we were going to our friend's wedding and everyone's like, what's new, new with you? And I'm like, I interviewed Ned. Oh, yes, I do remember <laughs> From Neighbours. Apparently the room. I liked this on Facebook. The rumour mill says he's coming back to the show. Oh, so he's This show or your show? Well, <laughs> maybe both. Because he, he's friend of the show, Ben Hall. Can he, I sit around awkwardly if he does this show? Well, I'll be sitting around awkwardly if he does this show again. <laughs> so he, we have an interview with him on our website. You can check it out. Uh, we chatted to Ben Hall, but there's pictures of him with the cast again now. So we think he's rejoining the show, which means I'm going to become a teenage girl all over again. It's fun. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. This ends Hawkeye chat. (laughs) So I still have the question, is New York dad? Yes. Is he Moneybag's son? No, Amy's um, Moneybag's son, a daughter. Right. Amy's the saddest bitch in Erinsborough, Kate calls her, and... Because because her husband's about to leave for you. No, because she's not just very encouraging. She's just lovelorn, supportive, lovelorn, bad run of bad run of luck. Yeah, so no, he's just Amy's ex, and he's back on the scene selling his toiletries like a travelling salesman 
to L- Lassiter's. And that's why people want him to go to New York. Yeah, he's 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 big on the trade scene, the toiletry trade. <laughs> there are many. I don't I don't get to say this much because I'm a wanker. I don't get introduced to new concepts all that often. I have been introduced to many new concepts in the last hour. <laughs> Fantastic. He uh, maybe. He maybe he's been modeling the products, and that's why New York's excited. Maybe it's like Ford models. Oh, it makes sense. Maybe All makes sense. Makes sense. Ford. It's just like we would like to hire you to come and stand holding these products. <laughs> I would hire him to stand around holding stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Also, the reason I asked that question is surely they don't need the New York people to pay for the schooling if because Jimmy is related to the rich dude. Yeah, he doesn't need money, but it's just an enticement, really. It seems unnecessary. So, Yeah, he pays like $50 a year to go to Erinsborough High. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. Australian education people. <laughs> uh, which is too much, I think, for Erinsborough mm-hmm. High. So that's us. Uh, now, I've had a bloody great old time. Uh, this is pretty much what life was like at our high school. Oh, every lunch, good times, every good lunchtime. <laughs> Bit less nut juice though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if nut juice existed when we were in high school, to be honest. <laughs> Just a different kind of. Um, Joe, if people yes. want to learn more about your um, take on anthropological concepts and the studies you've done. Oh, very nice, how, Where can they find your work? Um, oh, I was going to say Google me, but my name is quite difficult. So <laughs> it's quite ethnic. Um, I, um, I actually research social media. If you look up, don't look up social media because a whole bunch of stuff's going to come up for that. You've got a Facebook group though, don't you? Your students set up a Facebook They did, all 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that group is still active. Where can you find me? Okay, she's... Do you, do you put this on the internet? Yes. Oh, then just put a link after my name. This is all it is, the oh, internet. Right. Yeah. Have okay. you, do you understand how a podcast works? No. <laughs> Can I send people to your Instagram? Well, you've got Paula Cole following you now. I do. I, Paul, uh, if some of you might remember a TV show called Dawson's Creek. <laughs> there was a song called How to Run Away from My Life's Living Under. But the lady who sang that followed me on Instagram. We don't know why. But I think it's because she's a crazy cat lady. Joe's well. Instagram is North Fitzroyal. Charisma's Instagram is Use la- the Lady Office Style. Lady Office Style. It's very fashion. Vaya will put all of these on the internets and just click the links and download my books a hundred times each, please. Yes, a hundred times each. <laughs> oh, just because you can download them on the internet, they are real books. We're doing like this nice open access for research, you know. Yeah, free, for free. Yeah, exactly, it's for free. Free books. They're real books for free. And while you're there, leave us a review on uh, your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a nice little review. Someone gave me a really nice review recently, but it was – they click two stars but it was really nice stuff so I'm like make sure you click the right number of stars maybe they're just really happy people they just like imagine how good it would be if they gave you five stars just gushing <laughs> so uh neighborspod.com or neighborspod on twitter and join the neighbors council facebook group and I post uh, fun bits and pieces there check out our special australian podcast awards episode and have a listen to some of our fellow nominees podcasts particularly the winner of our category across the aisle which is a theater podcast and we're gonna plan some collaborations with them and bloody murder the true crime podcast next time there's a crime on neighbors they're gonna come on that sounds awesome yeah so stay tuned for a whole bunch of collabs and (laughs) labs joe thank you very much (laughs) thank you (laughs) bring a bit of academia to the pod academia charisma Thank you for holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Joe, thanks for being smart. Chris, thanks for turning up. <laughs> thanks. 
<laughs> Thanks for not falling over. Please no. have us back again. Yes. Back again. This is quite lovely. Yes, please come back and I'll have you on with um, Kate and CJ as well. I'm Vaya Pashos. Drop us a line anytime. Thanks so much and we'll talk to you soon.